Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle, Visionary Healers, Movers, and Shakers. I am your hostess, Paulette Ristini, your movement motivator and your magic maker and your passion instigator. And I love to bring you people around the globe who are making change, who are making magic, who are creating the life of their dreams. That's really, really so profound and important and necessary. And I love to connect you to them, as you know, if you've been with me at all over the last three, four years on Heart and Hustle. I just bring all kinds of beautiful magic makers. And today I get to bring you another one. <laughs> Samantha Laycock is here from Canada. I'm so excited to actually talk with you and meet you and have you here with us. Hello, so, I'm so excited. Yeah, so you know, you can talk about what you do a lot better than I can, but she's a blogger and a writer, and you know me, I'm all about the words. I'm all about the words. Um, yeah, so Samantha, tell us, tell us what's happening. Yeah, hello, I am. Um, I'm a blogger, yeah, I'm a my title, which is funny because I used to call myself just a blogging coach, um, but I hated it. It was never what I liked and what I wanted it to be. It, I felt like it never resonated because I'm the same way. I'm very, words are powerful, right? And so I now go by authentic expression coach because I help women share their stories through blogging. So that is my journey to help women do that. Oh, I love that. Love yes. that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds way better, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, totally way better and very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And and so how did you get on this path for yourself? Yeah, so I actually started blogging in 2014. And I had never thought of blogging before that. Um, it was kind of introduced to me as an online journal. Um, blogging has changed a lot even since 2014. Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, and so I just remember it was my sister-in-law who had said, why don't you do it? Cause I've always been a writer. And so she's like, why don't you just do it? Just try something new, um, and see what happens. And I remember her saying, nobody's going to read it anyway. And I think that was at that point that I'm like, okay, well then I have nothing to lose because <laughs> yeah. nobody's going to read it. I can do what I want. Right. And so the purpose for me to start my blog was to share my story um, because I was a sexual assault victim in 2003. So I was a freshman in university. And at the time in 2014, when I started my blog, I had not told anybody. My husband knew, but he was the only one. So there was this, it was a secret. And so I knew at that point that I needed to make a change. I was at that point in my life. I had two kids at that point that I knew I needed to change because my kids were starting to pick up on how I really felt about myself. Even though I thought that I was hiding the self-hatred and all of that super, super well, kids pick up on those things, uh -huh. right? Even if you make sure you don't say anything negative about yourself, they know. Yeah. And when I noticed that my kids were picking up on it, it was like, okay, well, I have to do something. Something has to change. Mm -hmm. And for me, that meant that I had to stand in my story. I had to be like, okay, you know what? This, 
it's controlled me long enough. I had nothing left to lose at that point because, I mean, it was 11 years since I had kept a secret and nobody could say anything worse to me than I was already saying to myself at that point. And so I started a blog and the first blog post I wrote was uh, my story. I just came out and said, this is what happened to me. And I honestly didn't expect anything. It was just, there was this instant just release that I'm like, okay, it's out there. I don't care anymore. It's not a secret. And I went in, I was new to where we moved. We had just moved to Alberta. And so it was, I was part of a Facebook group of moms for the local area. And I was just like, you know what? I'll share it here because I don't know anybody. Let's see if I can get people to read it. And all of a sudden I was getting messages after messages after messages. And all of these women were like, thank you for sharing your story. You're not alone. And all of this stuff. And all of a sudden in that moment for the past 11 years, I had felt so completely alone. All of a sudden I had this community of women who had no idea who I was. Mm-hmm. And they were there supporting me. They were there cheering me on. And so all of a sudden from that point on, my blog came about, became about showing women that they can overcome their past because they saw me do it. They saw me open up and say, this, this sucks. Like they saw me at my lowest points. They saw me when things worked out. They got to see the whole self-love journey from me starting as this broken woman to now I'm like, I don't care. I'm confident in who I am. I know who I am. And being able to give that to other women has helped me heal as well. I bet. Absolutely. Wow. And what a, what an incredibly courageous first blog post. Holy moly woman. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like, I'm sure that people were like, Kate, I learned a lot about this woman that I did not know at all. Um, but I knew at that point that if I hadn't shared it, I was going to keep it. And I didn't want to keep it to myself right, anymore. Right, 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 right. And so, and that's so, oh, God, that's so beautiful. And so to to be with your vulnerability, but to share your heart is so powerful. Yeah, it's letting people in and seeing that, because especially I find that, especially as women, we have to be perfect, right? We have to be the perfect mom. Our house has to be clean. I mean, every aspect has to be perfect in our life or we don't, we don't want people seeing the dark. We don't want people seeing the, the tears that we cry. And for me, I was always very, I needed to be open and I needed to show women that it's okay that your story looks like this mm-hmm. because it's not always going to look like that. There is another side. You just have to be willing to step into the pain in order to get to that other side. Well, you have to, you have to acknowledge it. But you yeah. can't you can't wallow in it. That's the thing. You have the yes. choice to redirect it or rewrite it. And as wordsmiths, you know, that's what I teach. That's what you teach, I'm sure, is how to rewrite your story, how to use the words to empower yourself. Yeah, and and 
it's all about, and it's funny because once I started sharing it and once I started showing people my journey, it was more of, I thought, okay, it's just a one-way street. I'm helping women step into their power. But what I didn't realize was that with that community, by them sending me messages, they were giving me the strength to continue to move forward in my journey. So it wasn't just that one-way street. It was definitely back and forth where they were they were cheering me on when I didn't have that for those years, right? Because yes. like you said, Ooh. because I didn't tell anybody, I never went through the, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? The, I'm totally blanking on the word. Um, I never, <laughs> the grieving process. I never went through that grieving process because because I had kept it a secret and it, it wasn't until I was able to say it out loud that I was like, okay, this is what really happened. And now I can begin to move forward. And that's when all the things shifted. Yeah. Awesome. Well, kudos to you and what an amazing journey that has continued to be for you then. Right. So then, and now what's happening? Uh, I find that it is that there's other things that come up right? with the healing journey. I find that it's definitely not, it doesn't end, right? I don't know if there's ever an end process when it comes to, even if you're not in a, tra even if you haven't experienced a traumatic experience, right? I think we all go through things that we need to learn and grow through and I, I find that those triggers consistently come up and mm. it's once I start looking at them and working through them that I can move oh. on, but there's always something else that yeah. comes up and it's me being able to say, yeah, this came up, but it didn't knock me down like it used to, right? Where it would be, if someone said something bad to me years ago, I'd be done. I, that's all that I would replay in my head was that one thing they said. And now if someone says something, it's like, okay, they said it, it might knock me down for an hour, but then it's like, okay, you know what? I can move on with my life at this point because I now have those resources in place where I can say, okay, this is what happened. Now I need to figure out how to move past it. Yeah. Yeah. Rewrite that story. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. And, and people forget how powerful words really are. You know, I mean, I teach that all the time. And, yes. and it's, it's inner stories and it's outer stories. And it's, oh, I see, um, I see so often how, and I'm going to say women, but I'm, I don't know, perhaps men do this too, but since I work mostly with women, how they um, belittle themselves with words. Yes. It's so true. It's, and it's funny because I had a couple years ago, I had wrote a specific blog post about an experience I had in high school with um, a coach telling me that I needed to lose weight and how it affected me. And I wrote this post. It was my experience. And I had his children come and attack me because from, I had brought it up. From the post, you mean? Yeah, because they they were just, I can't believe you, st I didn't name names. There was pictures, but of course the pictures weren't just of him. 
I mean, we had multiple coaches, but I had all of a sudden, I just remember them saying to me, you can't change things by writing. (laughs) It was just like wrong. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, and they just kept going and being like, you know what, if you want to change things, you need to do, you need to do something else because you're not going to change things this way. And it was like, I, I triggered them. Right. And I get it. And, but at the same time, I don't think they realized how powerful their words were Mm -hmm. when they were saying them. And I, and I, that's what I talk about is we don't realize how, what we say has an effect on people, what we write has an effect on people, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't share our story. Right. My story was my story. It's right? it, and it is just your story. Yes. Their story is something com- it could be completely different. Yes, and and then it took me a while and then all of a sudden it was like I realized that I understood where they were coming from because they were raised by him. So they had the same view on me as he did. Mm. So that's why my words triggered them mm-hmm. because well, and I brought those up. Yeah, right? Defense too. Right. Yes. And it's, and so I don't, I'm a huge believer in not letting those, the people who come up against you stop you from sharing your story because we all have different experiences and we all have different moments and what I experience and what you experience, even if it's the same exact situation, it's going to be completely different. Absolutely. And someone out there needs to hear both, both of us saying, this is what happened to me. Right. Because some people are going to say, I get it. And then other people are going to agree with you and say, I get where she's coming from. And that's the power of sharing your story is because you're going to find and you're going to create that community who is like, I get it. And, you know, I think, I mean, so much of that is still about how people perceive those words and they all take it differently. And there's beauty in that. Yes, there is. Right. I mean, everybody is their own person and what they hear and see and feel and experience is their own experience. It's not about you. It's never about you. It's always about them. And that's the hardest part to try to, to, to talk to people about. It's like, that has nothing to do with you. What she said to you is all about her. Yeah. Especially when it comes to your personal stories. Yeah. Right. Because they take it personal. Right. And, but the whole idea here i think and with you like through your blogging is sharing the story but then changing the story changing it to be changing it to be more positive for you to your be your growth and expansion and where you are now right yes yes it's uh, it's really all about stepping into that power and saying this is what happened this is what i learned right because that's where the power comes because i we don't really realize how much we have grown until we start looking back and saying, wow, you know what? This is actually what I did learn through the processes of the traumatic experiences or through my healing process. I'm way more ahead of the game than I even feel like I am. Well, you know, and I think too, that some people, um, a, a friend of mine, maybe five years ago or so wrote a book, and I'll probably have the name a little bit wrong. I interviewed her once, but um, you are not your diagnosis. And because she had gotten ill 
mm -hmm. and didn't want to be labeled yep. or live with that perception, whatever that was. And I think sometimes people want to identify with those things and make that their personality instead of grow out of it. Yeah, that's powerful, right? That's that's definitely changing um, what we go through, yeah. right? Is there's a reason for it and it doesn't define you. Right, exactly. Unless you let it. Unless you let it. Unless you want to be that identity. Yeah. And sometimes you don't, you don't even realize you are that identity. Right. And I think that's the trick is mm. I thought because, Hey, I'm keeping this a secret. I'm hiding it so well. It's not who I am, but this whole time that is who I was. I was stuck in the victim mode and I didn't allow myself to get past anything else. I didn't allow myself to see anything right. else right. because right. I was right. Stuck. right. right. Oh, so good. Ah, so, so much good juice there. So now, so you're, you help people blog or you help people through blogging or, or how do you work with your clients? Yep. So I, it's funny. Most of my clients are, um, have traumatic experiences in their background. Okay. Um, I find that's who I attract and I'm guessing it's because I shared my story. Sure. Um, and it really is about some of the clients have had a blog, but they were kind of like, oh, I don't know. I've just, the passion has died. I don't really know where to go from here. I'm not getting readers. I'm not making money. What can I do? Um, so I can help with that. I can, we can look at what are you actually doing? Because a lot of the times, especially now, people are emphasizing when it comes to blogging, SEO. They're emphasizing keywords and all of this stuff. And we're taking out the storytelling pieces. We're taking out the individuality in the blog posts. And that is what people are attracted to. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. want that connection piece. And that's what blogging is. Blogging is all about creating that connection and building that community. So I find that when women are like, okay, I want to blog, but I want to make money doing it. That's not you don't do that instantly, right? Because, because blogging is a long-term, a long-term game. Mm -hmm. You need to start laying that foundation down. You need to build that trust with people. People aren't just going to come to your website and say, okay, well, she says this is her product. I need to buy it. We need to feel trust. We need to feel connected, especially now because people are looking to buy from small businesses. They're looking to connect with the people that they're buying from. They want to know you. And that's where blogging comes in, right? Because you are Absolutely. giving them a piece, yes. right? It's a piece of you. You are teaching them. You are giving them your personal experience. And so I help women kind of be able to say, okay, you know what? Let's look at what you're doing. What's your vision? What's your why? Because it has to come back to that, right? And always <laughs> the why. Oh, yeah, that's why. a big question, right? It is a big question. And it's funny how they'll people will say something and I'm like, no, that's not it. <laughs> like you gotta dig deeper, but you have to have that deep why. And I love I was listening to a podcast and I'm not gonna remember. I wanna I think it was the podcast Spiritually Unstoppable. And she talks about you have to have two whys, right? You have to have the selfish why 
why are you doing it for your reasons? Ah. Right? Whether that for me, my selfish why is I want to support my family, mm -hmm. right? That's my selfish why. My other why is I want to help women embrace their past and regain their future. Beautiful. Right? So oh, I love that. That's awesome. There's yeah. two different whys that we have to focus on. And I think that we, we remember the selfish why, but we forget that other piece. We forget the reason we started it. So we have to go back to that. Um, but we have to take the numbers out of it, right? And then I also help women who don't have a blog and are like, it's something that I've always wanted to do, but it's super intimidating, mm -hmm. right? And I've had a lot of clients that have come and they're like, I've wanted to do it for years, but I just, I, I freeze when I do it. So I, one of my superpowers is being able to break down the process easily. I have, my gift is being able to say, this is what you need to do in an easy way that even if you aren't tech, tech, techie, you can still figure it out. So I really help them set up everything from their branding, their vision, um, what their goals are, because you have to plan ahead and you have to lay the foundation in order for you to really get that successful blog off the ground because it's all of these little pieces and people don't realize that blogging isn't just about putting words on a website there's so much more that goes into it i wish it was that easy <laughs> right? And it, oh it my god be, right oh. i mean it used to be that easy where right you could do whatever you want right and you would get readers but it's not that easy anymore so you have to be strategic but you also have to put and you have to be personalized, right? It's blogging is that storytelling with a, with the strategy, right? And that's really what it comes down to. I love it. Storytelling with a strategy. You hear that, my friends out there? Yeah. That's really good. That's really good right there. That could be a that could be a bumper sticker. Yeah, <laughs> it should be. Blogging is storytelling with a strategy. I'm writing that down. So good. So I want to know storytelling with a strategy. Blogging is cool. Very good. Um, okay. So you have clients and you blog and do you write, um, like, are you working on poetry or a book or is it mostly blogging or what's your, what's your vision for yourself? Yeah. So I used to write poetry all the time. Um, I find that for me, poetry is definitely my outlet when I'm in those dark moments, right? That that's where I can really get the emotion out mm -hmm. is in my poetry. Um, so I don't do it super often anymore. Um, I probably should, but I don't. <laughs> um, and I have a book. I am, well, I'm writing a book, um, but it's about, it's my story. So it's about my past and what, because I find that with sexual assault victims, when it comes to the Me Too movement, which is a fantastic movement, but it's missing so many pieces yeah. because you have women coming forward and say, Hey, Me Too, this happened, but that's it. There's right. no more discussion. Yeah. Right. And so I am writing my book because I, I call it the lost years is my title. Because 
from my sexual assault. So I was sexually assaulted December 18th of 2003. So from that point until I met my husband in March of 2005. So I call those the in-between. Those are my lost years because I struggled and there were things I did and I've never told anybody this year and a half. And I haven't told my husband about this year and a half because there are things that as a survivor, we are conditioned to say you have to heal a certain way, right? And I did not heal that way. And so I have always thought of my lost years as being wrong, right? Because I didn't heal in a way that is normal for people. And so my book is talking about that year and a half and saying, this is, this is what survivors need to start talking about. We need to start talking about what happens after, because there is no discussion about what happens after. We come forward and we say, yes, me too. It happened to me. And then all of a sudden everything fizzles out and survivors are left like, well, now what? Now, how do I deal with things? And I want to bring the attention to say, this is how I dealt with it. It wasn't healthy, but I also learned a lot in that year and a half, right? And so it's taking me a lot because it is extremely difficult to write and to look back on because there's a lot of moments that I have blocked out, right? That I didn't want to think about for a very long time. So getting back into those moments, it's very hard to write about. So I can maybe write one to two pages at a time. And then it's like, okay, I need to walk away because it's bringing up all of the stuff that I hadn't, I, some of it, I haven't even worked through yet myself, yeah. right? Because it's still coming to me. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that by the end of this year, I'll have my first draft done is my goal. Um, but it is definitely difficult to write when you know it's true, right? Mm -hmm. When you have these experiences. And I guess there's that still that little piece of what are people going to think? What are my parents going to think when this book mm. comes out? Right. Because they don't know. Oh. Right. And they still don't know. They, they know, well, we've never had the discussion like, Hey mom, this is, they read my blog and they read all my stuff. They know what I'm doing. I've done public speaking on my story. So they know we've never actually sat down and discussed it as a family right and it doesn't help that I live my I'm from the U.S. so my parents are still there my family is still there um and so we've never actually sat down and I think part of that is because and one of the reasons I didn't tell my parents when it happened was because I didn't want them to feel the anger that I was in right I didn't want to be the burden I, I don't want to say burden, but I didn't want to give them the burden of the anger because that's, that's, I was angry and I didn't want anybody else to feel like that, especially my parents, especially because they had other kids, right? So it was something that it was like, I'll take the brunt of it. I'll figure it out on my own. Um, and so we never, we've never spoke about it. Wow. Wow. I know. And I, I, I've been through the same thing. And uh, that was one of the first things I actually did was I had gone back to my parents' 
and we didn't talk about it. And then I went back to where I was living and I said, you know what, that's not okay. And then I went back to my parents and I said, you got to hear this. Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I can't hold this in, you know, and yeah. they, they were awesome. And that doesn't always happen, but it was just what happened with. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it just, the whole point is to be able to release it from the body. Yeah. And, and like my writing class is called from the body to the page. Oh, I love that. Isn't that great? Yes. You know, because we need to release it from the body. And then when we write our desires and our passions, we want to put it back in the body and embody it. Yes. The good stuff, the visions, yep. the desires, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, I, I agree because I think, and I work with mainly, I work with women too. I don't work with men. And so I find the same thing is I didn't realize how healing blogging was because I never had thought of it that way. I mean, I journaled, I did all of that kind of writing. And I mean, I knew how healing writing was, but I never realized the extent of sharing my story, how incredibly healing and having that power of just being like, this is my story, take it or leave it at this point. If you don't like it, walk away, right? Because it now has no bearing on what what you think now has no bearing on me yeah. whatsoever, yeah. right? And well, it and took think, me to blogging. Yeah, you know, and that's just, I mean, I talk about this every day. Every day I talk about this, but it's part of the human experience is that we want to be seen and we want to be heard. And right now my dog wants to be heard. <laughs> you can, she can stay out there. But it's so, <laughs> oh yeah, puppy, puppy, puppy love. Yep. Um, uh, but it's such a human condition. Yeah. We are part of a whole. We all have a story. We all have a place to be in the big circle of human connection, right? Yeah. And it deserves to be heard. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and that's, it's powerful. It's powerful going from me who was, I didn't, I learned to be the girl that didn't have a voice, right? I learned to uh -huh. sil be silent and to take my voice away because before that, I wasn't. In high school, I was always the outgoing person. I was always the the leader. I was the, I mean, I was the class president. I was everything, right? I stood in front of my peers and I was able to give speeches. And I went off to university and then this happened. And it was like, I had no idea who I was because all of a sudden I had that voice taken away. Mm -hmm. And for years and years it, through the 11 years before I told everybody I didn't realize that I was always trying to get back to that girl I was always trying to be her again I wanted to be the girl in front of everybody who was talking who was doing all of this to realize that that girl didn't exist anymore when you're a when you're a victim of a traumatic experience there's always two of you you can't go back to who you were before it happened. And it took me a long time to realize that, that I needed to learn and accept and love and grow into who I was now because that other person didn't, doesn't exist anymore. 
she's a she's a figment of who I was. She's a piece of me, but I can't go back to her. And until I Yeah. And I mean, and that's just life in general, besides. Yeah. I mean, uh, we all have experiences, some very traumatic, some not so traumatic, but we still hopefully keep expanding and growing and learning. And unless there's those people that hang on to that old, that old definition or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Um, and that's so much a part of what blogging, journaling, writing, getting it out of the body, experiencing it, you know, yep. in words. I mean, yep. so, wow. So oh, great, great stuff. Great stuff, Samantha. Um, you know, and, and so much power and beauty and blessings to you for being able to bring it forward. Thank you. And then Thank being you. able to help others so that they can continue to live and create and, you know, refine their voice, refine their passion, refine their whatever it is that they, they need to connect yep. back to. Um, so what do I want to ask you? Um, as we draw to a close here, I guess I want to say, so go, back to you, um, what do you do? Because I always love to know what people do for their self-care. Oh, so um, what do you do daily or weekly or monthly or whatever? I'm, I'm not an exciting person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you are. <laughs> I, my big self-care is reading. It's definitely just being able to close my door and just be like, take me somewhere else at mm -hmm. this point. Um, and since January, so I signed up at the beginning of the year, I signed up for um, a walk, uh, like a challenge, like a, like a walk. It was, uh -huh. a walk so it was walk 160 kilometers. And so I was like, okay, I've never done one before. So I'm like, okay, I've got this. I'm going to do this. And my goal was by March while we had like terrible weather all in February. So like I didn't walk. <laughs> and it was yeah, minus not through the snow. <laughs> it was like minus 40. And I'm like, yeah, no, we're going to outside, right? There's <laughs> no going out in that stuff. And so I had committed and I reached my goal end of, it was either end of March or early April. I reached 160 kilometers. So in about three months, right? And so, right? And I found that that is definitely a self-care piece for me is getting out into nature. I'm not a winter person. Like I absolutely love summer and well, summer, spring is kind of hit and miss here. Um, but I love summer and just being able to get out and walk um, and have my phone with me because I call it my walking wisdom is all of a sudden things come to me and I'm like, I got to write this down. And oh, I yeah. have one note in my phone that I have all of this stuff written down that just comes to me because I don't take my kids, which they probably should go for the walk, but it's my time. Mm -hmm. And I, and I love just being out and just being able to have that peace and just no one saying, mom, 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 mom. It's just my time to just beautiful stop, right? And so I'm learning to really embrace the 
the walking, putting headphones on and listening to a podcast or listening to an audio book just to just shut everything out and just bring in, I love nature. Like we go for hikes in the mountains and we do that stuff as well. Um, but there's nothing like just saying, okay, I'm going to go for a walk. I'll see you in an hour. Right. I mean, there's just nothing quite like it. So that and reading are definitely self-care, my big, big self-care. Um, and my sister-in-law also pointed out that my self-care is helping women because it definitely is. I can't go a day without sharing something and having women. That's a, that's a big piece of me. And it really helps me to stay grounded. Right. It really helps me just to say, okay, I helped one person today. That's it. Like I reached someone and that's, that makes me feel good. Nice. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. That's beautiful. Wow. All right. So that was great. That was totally inspiring. And, (laughs) and, um, I hope all my friends out there in heart and hustle land, um, let us know your takeaways and connect with Samantha if you have questions or comments or ideas or with me too. And um, I thank you, Samantha, for being here. Yes, thank you. I loved it. It was awesome. Taking time to time to be with me and with all of us. Uh, And my friends, you know, until we meet again, we have these beautiful moments of inspiration and connection and magic and um, just the whole idea of networking and seeing who's doing what. I love that. I love people's stories. I love being able to share them with you for inspiration and ideas and connections. And and so I thank you so much for being here too. And make sure you subscribe. Somewhere there's got to be a button. <laughs> Somewhere. YouTube, iCloud, um, iTunes, um, <laughs> Vimeo, um, whatever. But um, And I'll give you all of Samantha's uh, links and contacts as well. And and so we meet again. Many blessings to you and enjoy the rest of your week. Mwah.